Cinderella, part one. Once upon a time, there lived a noble gentleman who had one dear little daughter. Poor child, her own kind mother was dead, and her father, who loved her very dearly, was afraid that his little girl was sometimes lonely. So he married a grand lady who had two daughters of her own, and who he thought would be kind and good to his little one. But no sooner than the stepmother entered her new home, than she began to show her true character. Her stepdaughter was so much prettier and sweeter than her own children, that she was jealous of her, and gave her all the hard work of the house to do, while the two proud sisters spent their time at pleasant parties and entertainments. The only pleasure the poor child had was to spend her evening sitting in the chimney corner, resting her weary limbs, and for this reason her sisters mockingly named her Cinderella. The sisters' fine clothes made Cinderella very shabby, but in her little torn frock and ragged shoes, she was a thousand times more lovely than they. Now, it chanced that the king's son gave a grand ball, to which he invited all the lords and the ladies in the country, and, amongst the rest, Cinderella's two sisters were asked. How pleased and excited they were when the invitation arrived! For days they could talk of nothing but the clothes they should wear and the grand folk they hoped to meet. When at last the great day arrived, Cinderella was kept running about from early to late, taking the sisters and dressing their hair. Don't you wish you were going to the ball, said one of them. Indeed I do, sighed the poor little maid. The sisters burst out laughing. A pretty spectacle you would be, they said rudely. Go back to your cinders. They are fit company for rags. Then, stepping carefully into their carriage so that they may not crush their fine clothes, they drove away to the ball. Cinderella went back to her chimney corner and tried not to feel envious, but the tears would gather in the pretty eyes and trickle down the sorrowful little face. What are you crying for, child? cried a silvery voice. Cinderella started and raised her eyes. Who could it be? Then, in a moment she knew, it was a fairy godmother. I do so want began Cinderella, then her sobs stopped her. To go to the ball, finished the godmother. Cinderella nodded. Well, leave off crying. Be a good girl and you shall go. Run quickly into the garden and bring the largest pumpkin you can find. Cinderella could not imagine how a pumpkin could help her to go to the ball, but her only thought was to obey her godmother. In a few moments she was back again with a splendid pumpkin. Her godmother scooped out the inside. One touch of the wand and the pumpkin was a golden coach, lined with white satin. Now, godchild, quick, the mousetrap from the pantry. Here it is, godmother, said Cinderella breathlessly. One by one, six fat sleek mice passed through the trap door. As each appeared, a touch of the wand transformed it into a cream-colored horse fit for a queen. 
Now, Cinderella, can you find a coachman? There's a large grey rat in the rat trap. What he do, godmother? Run and fetch him, child, and then I can judge. So Cinderella ran to fetch the rat, and her godmother said, He was just made for a coachman, and I think you would have agreed with her had you seen him a moment later, with his powdered wig and silk stockings. Six lizards from behind the pumpkin frame became six footmen in splendid liveries. You would have thought they had been footmen all their lives. Cinderella was so excited that she could scarcely speak. Oh, godmother, she cried, it's all so lovely. Then suddenly she thought of her shabby frock. That is my white muslin, she said wistfully. If, do you think... But before Cinderella could realize what was happening, her godmother's wand tapped her lightly on the shoulder, and in place of the shabby frock, there was a gleam of satin, silver, and pearls. Ah, who can describe a robe made by the fairies? It was white as snow, and as dazzling. Round the hem hung a fringe of diamonds, sparkling like dewdrops in the sunshine. The lace about the throat and the arms could only have been spun by fairy spiders. Surely it was a dream. Cinderella put her dainty gloved hand to her throat and softly touched the pearls that circled her neck. Come, child, said the godmother, or you will be late. As Cinderella moved, the firelight shone upon her dainty shoes. They are of diamonds, she said. No, answered her godmother. They are better than that. They are of glass, made by the fairies. And now, child, go and enjoy yourself to your heart's content. Only remember, if you stay at the palace one instant after midnight, your coach and servants will vanish, and you will be their little grey Cinderella once more. A few moments later, the coach dashed into the royal courtyard. The door was flung open and Cinderella alighted. As she walked slowly upon the richly carpeted staircase, there was a murmur of admiration, and the king's son hastened to meet her. Never, said he to himself, have I seen anyone so lovely. He led her to the ballroom where the king was much taken with a sweet face and pretty modest manners whispered to the queen that she must surely be a foreign princess. The evening passed away in a dream of delight, Cinderella dancing with no one but the handsome young prince, and being waited by his own hands at supper time. The two sisters could not recognize their ragged little sister in the beautiful and graceful lady to whom the prince paid so much attention and felt quite pleased and flattered when she addressed a few words to them. Presently, a clock chimed three quarters past eleven, and remembering her godmother's warning, Cinderella at once took leave of the prince, and, jumping into her coach, was driven rapidly home. Here she found her godmother waiting to hear all about the ball. It was lovely, said Cinderella. And oh, godmother, there is to be another tomorrow night, and I should so much like to go to it. 
Then you shall, replied the kind fairy, and kissing her godchild tenderly, she vanished. To be continued.